Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight in our series Logistics and Motion. And with me today is Peter Hawkins. And with me again today is Arno Mello. So this is a very special podcast. Um, we want to talk about the uh, uh, news that we heard at the end of 2021. We had some very good news and, in fact, some very surprising news. So this isn't only about logistics. It is really about the bigger picture of the things that we do. So the great news that we heard at the end came in an email that we didn't really believe and we didn't know about. <laughs> and ultimately, um, it ended up being some great news for us, specifically for Arno, for his uh, service that he has been involved in uh, outside of Mellowhawk and outside of logistics. It resulted in us in taking a rush trip somewhere and attending something and celebrating something. And in fact, celebrating everybody whose work contributed to this honor. So I'm going to let Arno tell the story. Arno, what happened in that first week of December? <laughs> oh my God, it was the biggest surprise of my life. So on November 26, I received an email from Itamaraty, which is the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Brazil. And that email was communicating to me that I was going to be receiving the Order of Rio Branco, which is basically the highest Brazilian honor uh, for I guess, community uh, service or service to Brazilians, either in Brazil or abroad. And uh, I had been chosen uh, to receive this Medal of Honor in Brasilia. And of course, I was um, uh, in shock. It was eight o'clock at night on a Friday night, and I received this email, which I thought it was spam or a joke or whatever. So I read it to Peter and um, we immediately picked up the phone and called uh, Ambassador uh, Vanja Campos da Nobrega, which is our consul general here in Toronto. And uh, I said to her, I said, Vanja, I just got this email. I, I, I don't understand what it means. Uh, you know, do you know anything about it? And um, she started just basically screaming on the other side of the phone and so excited, which made me even more confused because I had no clue about this. And then I came to learn that Vanja, our ambassador and consul general, had um, a year and a half ago made a recommendation to Itamaraty, to the, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, in Brazil, that I would be the recipient um, of this award. So basically she wrote a report about my life in Canada as, you know, volunteering with the Brazilian community and especially about the four years that I was an elected member of the CONCID, the Brazilian Citizenship Council of Ontario. And yeah, and she sent this report off and um, and I guess Itamariti uh, finally analyzed everything and, and they chose to give me this award. So I am an officer of the order. And um, it is just, I'm still in shock about this, but I wanted to share the news with everyone, but because it comes from all the volunteering work that I've been doing here, besides the work that Peter and I do at Mellowhawk Logistics. So it is, it's just been an honor and I am um, really, really thrilled with this news. So I think it's important for people to understand what the Order of Rio Branco is. So essentially it is an honorific 
order that has been uh, created in honor of a famous Brazilian diplomat, and that uh, diplomat was the Baron of Rio Branco, and it was is for service to Brazilians and service to the country of Brazil. And so we're going to get in a little bit later to talk about uh, Arno's role in that and uh, all the volunteers that were um, able to help uh, get this situation where it was. And um, so it's it, it would be comparable to the Order of Canada, to be honest with you. It is the highest honor given to Brazilians uh, for service to Brazil. And it comes in different levels, like the Order of Canada has officers, companions, etc. And this one also has members, officers, knights, and um, various levels. And Arno is at the level of officer. And uh, so there is a ceremony so that he had to go to, and he's going to talk about that. But first, um, can you talk a little bit about your volunteerism? Can you tell me a little bit about um, just what is the Consigi? Sure. So, you know, many people probably know that um, Peter and I do a lot of volunteering with different organizations in Toronto, mentoring newcomers and talking about uh, business and trade practices between Brazil and Canada and the world. And we volunteer with boards of trades uh, here in, in Canada and in Brazil, teaching people how to do business basically internationally. And uh, a few years ago, I was invited to join this organization called the Brazilian Citizenship Council, which is established and set within the Brazilian consulate in Toronto. And there is an election, so I was an elected member um, for two terms. So Brazilians have to go and they have to vote uh, in a group of people that they believe will represent their interest. And basically, we are the voice between Brazilians, citizens in Ontario, and the consul, uh, the consulate of Brazil or the consular state. So if somebody needs help, if somebody's having difficulties, or there are issues in the community, so we should be, uh, we are the voice uh, of Brazilians. And um, what really, uh, I guess, surprised me about this award is, is that I had heard about the Order of Rio Branco before. I actually didn't know much about it. And when, when of course, I received the letter, I went and, and Googled it. And uh, as Peter said, it's the highest Brazilian honor uh, given to a civilian, which is um, amazing. But one of the descriptions that, that mentioned the order and something that really touched me uh, it says uh, basically something like this, that the order means anywhere I will always have the nation in my memory. So that was really powerful to me because even though I lived in Canada for so many years and I love Canada and my life is here, I never forgot my roots. I never forgot where I come from and what it means to be a Brazilian and how much I love Brazil. And I think the order describes this so much that no matter where you are, you take the nation or your country in your heart. And uh, that is so touching to me. So it was definitely extra, extra special. What I think is also so nice is, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of kilometers away, you can still do good and have it recognized. So I, I take my hat off to the consulate for uh, taking this extra special step because they certainly didn't have to and it was very kind of them. And um, I think it's also wonderful recognition of all the hard work that all those people at the consulate do. Um, so the CONCIT is this uh, group of elected volunteers, and then many more volunteers work with them, and they carry out all kinds of activities. So while they do provide communication between 
um, the local Brazilian diaspora and the consulate. They also do so much more. So, Arno, I know you don't want to toot your own horn, but in fact, you're going to be tooting the horn of all those volunteers and all those other mm-hmm. members of the Consigi, um, both terms. Can you tell us some of the things that uh, the organization does? Absolutely, Peter. I, I share this, and of course, I get very emotional every time I, I talk about it because I, I remember all the events that we did in the four years that I was an active member. And now I'm still a volunteer member of the CONCED and there's a new group now. But um, it is about that, is is about people coming together and helping your fellow Brazilians or your fellow Canadians or no matter what nationality you are. But you basically um, devote some of your time in order to help others. And I think that's very, very touching. And we've done so many events since 2017 that I've been involved, we did a lot of large events, um, you know, before COVID and then a lot of events online. And, you know, I share this award with all my colleagues from the previous uh, concerts and with all the volunteers and with the team at the Brazilian consulate as well, because they have been so supportive and so patient in teaching us and, and guiding us. And of course, other officials in Ontario as well that came together when we asked for help. And all of this, um, I guess, the, the most one of the most important um, actions the, that we did was in 2020 when um, we had a, a complete shutdown of of uh, life in Canada due to COVID, and all the flights were canceled from. Canada to the world and Canada to Brazil and vice versa. And there were, we found out then in 2020, in March exactly, that uh, in Canada there were about 800 Brazilians that were stuck here that came to Canada to visit family, to go to school, to learn English, and they just couldn't return to Brazil because there was no flights and they couldn't buy another ticket via Mexico or via Europe. And, um, and then the concept was really uh, crucial in working together with the Brazilian embassy and the Brazilian consulate and all the other concepts in Canada to gather information on a database of all these Brazilians so we could actually uh, plead with the Brazilian government for them to do a um, charter flights, uh, repatriation flights uh, back to Brazil. And we worked from March to June uh, compiling this information and then finally the, the Brazilian government was able to organize three flights from uh, Canada back to Brazil taking 555 people uh, actually back and the other people that were still here we helped them uh, rebook their flights via Europe or via Mexico or Panama because there were a, a few options there so there were so many people involved in this operation and I basically now represent all of them and all their efforts during this time together uh, for the Brazilian community. So my thank you to all of you that always contributed to the concert. So in that particular time with all those events, it was first identifying who was here, who was in need, who had uh, booked a flight, paid for a flight, lost their flight because it was canceled, and then tried to uh, rebook and then found out that they didn't get a refund and suddenly they were already out thousands of dollars as they were trying to book their families to go back to Brazil and now they were out of money and uh, or received a credit for a future flight, which is pretty difficult if you're a grandparent who's making the one and only trip to come and 
and see a child and heading back to Brazil and then you have a credit for a flight that you'll probably never take. It was just a really frustrating time. That said, everybody stepped up. And how did they step up? Identifying the people, communicating the information, communicating clear, consistent communication. Um, organizing food for the flight because while they managed to get the flight donated, they um, didn't have... There was, uh, there was no food because uh, due COVID. to COVID, you're not allowed to carry food in the flight. So only water, so, which was really terrible. So Yeah, exactly. The airline couldn't carry food. So what um, they did is the Consid organized all these people making lunches and sandwiches and, and um, people donating the food, donating the uh, various products that were just wonderful. And then with those donations, they produced them all, but they also had a whole fleet of people because now they had all these people all spread over um, the GTA and this whole fleet of cars organized who were willing to go pick up people with their luggage and drive them to the airport at three o'clock in the morning to get on this early morning flight. Then they had this giant team at the airport who were going in and spreading out the food and had to sort of act like they were going on the flight because at that Correct. point they weren't allowed to enter, enter the, the airport. airport. Exactly. Oh. And so I know poor Arno's just reliving it all again right here as I'm looking at him. And um, then ultimately they, um, uh, and uh, uh, it was three flights, right? Totally. Three flights, yeah. Two from Toronto, from Pearson, and one from Montreal. So we uh, we basically, like like I said, we worked with the other concedes in the other cities to organize this, you know, information and, and what we did in Toronto. So it was such a huge operation of you know, communicating to these group of people. I did several videos on Instagram and, and several recordings telling people what's going to happen and trying to bring them information. So it was, it was such a, an amazing learning experience during a terrible, terrible time. And the wonderful thing is that people got home. They did. And it really, you know, um, and, and <laughs> the thing that I thought was so remarkable and so wonderful to see too was the cooperation the great cooperation with all the volunteers people anybody who had a talent used their talent those people who didn't know they had talents found out they did and yes. people out of all over the community stepped up and, and said and all over help? canada too we had yeah. people in vancouver and saskatchewan and winnipeg and you know they were all flying to toronto or to montreal to get on these flights so there was a lot of help that went went on and that's why it was so emotional to see a community come together to help each other and um, there there are so many emails so many so many dramatic stories that yeah i i keep reliving it um but none of it would have been possible if um if we all didn't get together and worked really hard with with no expectations of getting a thank you or anything like that and that's why i want to mentioned the story, right, Peter, about volunteering, because you should volunteer for the action that it is to volunteer, like never expect anything back. And and um, I think just to see people happy and to see people that they finally got home, that was such, uh, so important to us. Yeah. So it's just, it's just so many stories to tell. You know, I was thinking too about the number of people who um, uh, couldn't get the information and there was sort of a People were trying to help, but sometimes they were spreading misinformation or incomplete information. Correct. And so Arno started doing these little uh, videos and sending them out and letting people know, okay, this is the information we have. These are the steps you should follow. And then trying to reach out through social media to get to all the various places and get the people to understand what was going on. And yeah. it worked. You know, that he, he was 
able to communicate um, what the constitute was doing, what was possible, what was not possible, and who qualified. But beyond this momentous event, okay, this this was a big undertaking, and it ended up being, um, you know, successful and. The, the huge amount of people who helped make this happen is, 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 is remarkable. But what else happened, uh, too, with Consigi, I want to talk about, too, Arno, is over the time, how many events did you folks do, and what were the nature of those events with the Consigi? Well, during our, our term, uh, 2017 to 2019, we did uh, about 20 events right? Uh, because it was a very small group of people. And then on our second term, which was 2019 to 2021, we did 80 events. And they were just uh, incredible. They were so well attended. And the events varied from, um, of course, entrepreneurship, which was the thing that is my passion, about uh, also child education and medical research or information about medical programs or and they were all speakers in different areas about about psychology so there were like we would find these professionals because Canada now it's so well served with so many talented Brazilians in different levels that uh, that came together and donated their time to share information in Portuguese to the Brazilian community and so even, um, you know, the family things about everything from, um, you know, the issues that a small family would have from mental health mental to, health, yeah, yes, to big. Uh, uh, breastfeeding and how important yes. that is and how invaluable that is. And taxes. Um, yeah, how to do your taxes. And then, of course, uh, all the entrepreneurs who were interviewed, because, of course, in the job search issue, sometimes you have to create your own job. And so these were people who decided, you know, they came here and for whatever reasons didn't land the job they wanted, or in fact, they always wanted to be entrepreneurs. And in that vein, they came and started their companies and had success. Yeah. And the Consigi was happy to share those stories. And um, so anyway, it's a really Im impressive uh, thing. And the message, right, Peter, that we want to leave here is about, first of all, how much Canada taught me about volunteering, because... Canada has this in its DNA, I think. Everyone from high school uh, learn about the importance of giving uh, their time to benefit others. And in general, in Brazil, well, since I grew up part of my life in Brazil, volunteering is not a big thing in Brazil. Like it's not part of the culture. Uh, now it's becoming more and more active. We, we see uh, organizations that have programs. So... Uh, moving to Canada and doing volunteering here, it, it really it motivated me even more to be part of this organization and to call friends and colleagues and say, come and join me and let's do this together. And then to see this movement of people um, just going to concedontario.org, which is the website of the CONCED, and registering themselves as volunteers there because we, we would need people to help in different events. So it became a movement and it became um, about teaching Brazilians here the importance of volunteering. So that's the message I want to leave with this award, that it is important always uh, for us to donate our time or give our time uh, to help others, uh, you know, newcomers or people who are here in different nationalities to to pass on what we have learned as, well, myself as a newcomer to Canada, but also you, Peter, as a Canadian citizen who were born here and, and how 
blessed we are to live in a country like Canada. And one of the things I love the most about uh, this story and um, and the Consigi is the legacy. Because now there is a new team in there and a new team with their new ideas and the things that they're doing. and But what they are carrying on is this spirit of volunteerism, of kindness, of taking action to support and help their fellow man, their fellow woman, their fellow citizen. Mm-hmm. And it has been um, wonderful to see. You know, the the value of those individuals, the abilities of those individuals coming to the forefront is just fantastic. So yes. that is a great legacy. Yes. So I want to finish this uh, podcast today again uh, saying uh, thank you to Ambassador uh, Vanja Campos Danobriga for nominating me for this award. I am forever grateful and very touched. I am thankful to the CONCED and its past members and its current members who are carrying on this legacy. And I want to encourage all of you that are Brazilians uh, listening to this podcast that you also get involved in volunteering in the community here in Toronto, Ontario, across Canada and help as much as you can, you know, to any newcomer that it's arriving in Canada or it's here now. It's it's about giving that we receive. So thank you so much for this honor. And with that, that is the end of episode eight in our series Logistics in Motion. <laughs> so thank you, Peter, for yeah. being here. I'm delighted to be here and really proud of you. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone, and see you next time.